Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Lydia in person. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and we've decided to record this podcast so we're going to talk a little bit about Lydia's recent experience not dieting for a holiday and also just have a little bit of a catch-up about where we're both at with training, nutrition, our goals and something that we've decided to do in terms of making exercise enjoyable and demonstrating to you guys how it doesn't need to be boring as well so I'm really excited for this because I've never recorded a podcast with someone in person before and I feel like what a treat yeah I feel like it's it's a pleasure to have you here <laughs> oh, <thank> my flat. <laughs> no I like talking to people in person and I feel like it's better to have yeah someone in person to have feedback off yeah so for anyone that doesn't know Lydia Give us a brief introduction of you, like what you do and how you got into the fitness industry. Ooh. So I started with fitness about, God, what year was it? 2017. So I just finished dancing, as you know. So I used to dance from like age three to 18. And then I gradually kind of began to find out about fitness and kind of a more balanced diet because I used to be very restrictive. I used to undereat, and I really struggled with my relationship with food. So I got into training, I got stronger and I was obsessed with building my glutes. Did you, did I know you at that phase? I don't think, I think yeah. I knew of you because we were both PTs in, yeah. in Sheffield. So obviously you kind of know about other people, don't you? Who yeah. are in your area when you do in-person PT. Yeah. But we didn't know each other. No, you always tend to know people who are just like, you hear of them yeah. and you see them on Instagram. So I started getting into training and I kind of did it as an escape from da um, dancing. And obviously I wanted to be healthier, happier. And my main focus at that time was to grow my glutes. So I got into my training and I was like, you know what? I really enjoy this and I want to help other women get to a place where they are content with their body image and they are not restrictive and they're not constantly going from like binge eating to crash dieting and that kind of cycle. So yeah, I began training at, God, where did I start? What gym was it? I think Virgin Active. Yeah. And then I went to Exercise for Less and I went to BX Fitness and I did one-to-one -one for about two to three years. And then through lockdown, took my business fully online. And then that's where I'm at now, helping women kind of have a better relationship with food and just train and feel healthy really amazing so yeah for those of you who don't know myself and Lydia we both live in well I'm kind of like borderline Sheffield Bodrum but I was brought up in Sheffield and Lydia lives in Sheffield so um we both worked as one-to-one -one PTs like quite close to each other but obviously at different gyms yeah. so we kind of heard of each other but then we got to know each other a little bit more recently through Mainly through like CrossFit. Yeah, I, I guess. Would say CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit brought us together. <laughs> so, yeah, CrossFit brought us together, which is just absolutely fantastic. So, we recently went to Dubai together. And before we went to Dubai, obviously, myself and Lydia were chatting and we started training glutes together. <laughs> and <laughs> like glutes and hands. Obviously, we wanted, to, <laughs> we wanted to look good in Dubai. So, we decided to increase our glute training frequency. We we're training twice a week at S20 as well as doing a little bit of CrossFit on the side of that and Lydia decided this time that she wasn't going to diet for this holiday when in the past she has done um so what was the reason for that this fall? Ooh, I think the reason for it was because it's something I have always done so I think a lot of females will get where I'm coming from here. It's always a sense of, oh my God, I'm going on holiday. I need to look my leanest, my thinnest. It's like that one chance to show my body off. But realistically, the way you look for dieting for a holiday 
isn't how you're going to be long term. Like I'm going to die for my holiday and then probably just go back to my kind of maintenance, like where I am now. So I think the reason I didn't want to die at this time is because I knew there was still some areas of my mindset that probably weren't in the best place. Like, like I said to you, I was like, I think what's going to happen is I'm going to probably die it. And then I will feel quite overly restricted because I'll go way too hard. Cause realistically we booked it like two, when did we book it? We only booked it like a couple of weeks yeah. before we went, maybe three weeks. Yeah. Oh, f- no, yeah. it was four. Definitely, it was definitely four. four. Yeah, so we had about a month. Yeah. Yeah, so we only had about a month till we went to Dubai. And realistically, if you are doing fat loss for four weeks, you will get a bit of movement, but you're not going to have me- mega changes, are you? Like, yeah. there's nothing crazy that's going to change. So it was either I dieted hard and I really, really pushed myself and I'd be overly restricted with calories. I'd probably be doing excess cardio, tons of steps. And then when I'd get to Dubai, I'd probably stop doing all those and probably gain it back a little bit as you do after a diet. Um, so I decided that, you know what, this time I'm not going to diet. I'm just going to try and be happy with where I'm at now because it is my body composition. It has been like this for a while. So I wanted to kind of showcase that when I was on holiday, I just wanted to be me, as I said. Um, so yeah, I kind of decided not to diet because I just thought I'm going to be overly restrictive and I would preach to my clients not to diet for a holiday that like, they can be happy where they are at. So it's almost like I had to take my own advice. As much as I didn't want to, I had to take it. So I decided, yeah, not to diet. And I'm glad I did it, to be honest. Yeah. And what were the challenging aspects of that? Like, what did you find difficult about making that decision and then sticking to it? It was just the thoughts in my head. I think I didn't realize how many like little demons I had. So like I'd wake up in the morning, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to Dubai in three weeks. And I'd be like, I'm not lean enough. I can't have a good time whilst I'm away. Um, so it's more the case of that daily little like nagging voice you have in the back of your head saying, you should change for this. You need to be leaner. You can't have a good time unless you are tighter, like visible abs. So it's more the challenges was just the thoughts I had around it. And I think most females and males will probably relate to that, won't they? Yeah. Because everyone has that almost, not imposter syndrome, but that sense of they need to be someone else to feel happy and to feel secure in their self. I think a lot of that, those thoughts come from the way that we're conditioned mm. through society, through yeah. like social media, obviously when we were younger, magazines and things like that. For those of you who are a little bit older than us, you'll have got a lot of your like conditioning from things like magazines, TV. Um, we were, we've almost been conditioned to think that being leaner equates to being better or like more confident and so even if you don't actually prefer your body that way you're almost conditioned to have that automatic response of wanting to diet for these occasions because you associate being leaner with being happier being more confident because that's what you're conditioned to believe through society but Mm -hmm. it's not always it's not always where you're going to be your happiest self and you need to challenge that conditioning and challenge those initial thoughts and doing things like not dieting for holidays and just going as you are is a way in which you can challenge those thoughts and those beliefs and actually if you go and realize actually I can have a really good time I can enjoy my holiday just as much if not more then that will serve you so well for the rest of your life a thousand percent it's so like it's always like on Instagram you see 
get your bikini body and diet for this and make sure you're feeling your leanest. I think especially when you're going to a place like Dubai, it's well known for fitness models, like Instagram pictures, and you kind of do have that pressure. Like I'm sure you feel the same on social media. Like as a coach, you want to be looking in a good shape in case people think, well, she's training me, but she's not in a good enough shape. Do you know what I mean? You do have those thoughts as a coach. So yeah, I think social media is a definite negative and it's something that you can't, it's not the truth. Like we all know social media is just a construct. It's not, it's not real life. So I think it's just, it's just stepping back from that and seeing it as I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to relax and have a break from my daily life. And I'm enough just being myself on that holiday. So yeah, it was definitely a positive not to diet yeah for that holiday and what were what were the positives that came with that experience like from did you notice any benefits in terms of your appetite whilst you're away in your relationship with food yeah a thousand percent as I was saying to Danny when I used to do dancing I really struggled with kind of binge eating so I'd go through phases of massive restriction so I'd be dancing for you know like four or five hours a day on top of doing school and some days I was like hitting under 1000 calories and then it would get to the weekend and I'd feel absolutely starving and I'd go and binge and I'm talking like excess of like three, four, five thousand calories. So I've always struggled with that. And it's only in the past year that 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 relationship has really started to improve. So I would say one of the biggest positives was that when I hadn't dieted for the holiday, I, I went on holiday and I didn't have that sense of my hunger levels were, you know, at a good place. I wasn't particularly hungry I could kind of eat food and decide to stop which I think I said to you on one of the nights I was like oh my god I'm not finished my food was it one was it one of the nights I said that was it the night we had pizza yeah yeah we had a pizza we had a pulled I think I had a pulled beef pizza and it was so good and I got like halfway through and I was like just checking in on my hunger signals I was like I'm feeling really full right now that was enjoyable and probably one of the first times I just decided to stop eating and there wasn't any kind of like no you need to eat this because you've been dieting so hard I enjoy your food now it's just a sense of I've had a nice meal I'm full stop now like I didn't need to push it whereas in the past I would always go to that point of absolute fullness where I'd be throwing up because I I couldn't like stop it was just an automatic like if you struggle with binge eating you'll probably know it's on autopilot You, you just can't stop it's just eat 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 um so that was probably the biggest positive I didn't ever get to the stage on holiday where I was sick besides the night where we went to um, <laughs> where we got drunk basically. where we got absolutely hammered and I decided to demolish a bowl of pasta after and it all came up um but besides that yeah I wasn't feeling sick I wasn't overeating my hunger levels were very stable like obviously if you have dieted you'll know when you start reintroducing food after a period of kind of dieting you do tend to find yourself feeling really hungry so I didn't have that kind of what would you call it like insatiable hunger yeah. and then like because of that insatiable hunger the action that follows that is obviously overeating mm-hmm. to a point where it feels quite uncomfortable and a lot of you can probably relate to that feeling of insatiable hunger if you've ever pushed your body to the extreme in a fat loss phase like a competition prep or like a photo shoot prep you'll probably notice that your hunger levels dramatically increase when you then come out of that phase and when you've no longer got that extreme goal. Um, And that's often a harder part of the process than the actual diet itself is. And that's where a lot of people struggle with their relationship with food and these feelings of insatiable hunger. So 
you know, challenging that and spending time out of a deficit, spending time away from dieting is what's going to fix that issue of insatiable hunger. You're not going to fix it whilst you're still pursuing fat loss and constantly trying to strive to be leaner. So if you are in that phase right now where you're struggling with that, you just need to spend time and challenge yourself to spend time away from a fat loss phase, not dieting for all of these occasions, um, to just get your hunger cues to a more normal place so that you can eat and actually feel satisfied and not eat to the point of being uncomfortably full. And you will get there, but it requires a lot of patience. Like it doesn't happen overnight. And I think people think it's a quick fix. Like, okay, I won't diet for a month and then I'll go back to dieting. No, like I, I was always saying that. I was like, oh, I just won't diet for a month. And I've realized but in the process of doing this, I was like, you need to spend longer out of a deficit because for however many years when I was dancing, I was always trying to get leaner, trying to get thinner. And especially in ballet, the idea is to be as lean as possible. So my mind is almost hardwired to, you need to get thinner, you need to get leaner. So for me to undo all those years of kind of that kind of construct in ballet to get leaner, I'm going to have to spend a good year probably out of dieting, which is scary. But if it's going to heal my relationship with food, if I'm then going to be happier and healthier, I'm not going to be binge eating. It is so worth it. And as we were saying earlier, you can still absolutely have a good time on holiday. Like I had the best time ever. Like we had so much fun. Yeah. Like it was just such a good holiday and it just proved to like myself that actually I'm okay to go on holiday without dieting. And next time I've got that kind of holiday coming up, I think if I do want to diet, it's going to be in a much more moderate way and it won't have that pressure of, if you aren't lean, you won't be happy because I proved to myself now that yeah. I had a good time and I wasn't the leanest. Exactly. And this is not us saying like, don't ever diet for a no. holiday, but it's saying maybe you should challenge yourself every now and again not to and make sure that, that between your periods of dieting, if you do choose to diet, you don't have to, but if you do choose to, make sure you're spending time out of a deficit between those periods. And if you do notice things like insatiable hunger, menstrual cycle irregularities, um issues with your relationship with food then you just need to spend some time out of a deficit and if you're struggling with adherence due to like overeating followed by restriction a way that you can think about it is if you heal your relationship with food if you address that first you'll actually your body composition will improve as a result of that because you'll have a more consistent source of energy coming in and you won't be going through these phases where you're overeating by thousands of calories and then restricting. So your recovery will be better. Your training performance will be better and your, you will be less likely to actually put body fat on because you're not going through these excessive periods of overeating. So sometimes healing your relationship with food is what you need to do in order to improve your body composition, even though that's not directly the goal. Yeah, agreed. And it's, I think that's hard for people to swallow. Yeah. Because obviously if you're wanting to get leaner, but you know you've got some kind of issues there that need to be healed, you know you're going to have to put the work in and maybe not see those physical changes at first. But if yeah. you know they're further down the line and you know you're going to feel healthier, you're going to have better energy, higher sex drive, you know, all the benefits that come from actually fueling your body. If you know that's going to be the result of it, that's probably the better option for you, even though, because everyone wants immediate, don't they? Everyone likes fast food because it's simple and fast to grab. Whereas sometimes it's that, 
what's it called delayed gratification isn't it that yeah. I'm looking for is that delayed gratification that you have to have yeah like if you've got issues with your health or your relationship with food in order to reach any like performance or body composition related goals that you have you need to address those issues first and then it's almost a necessary step for you to then continue to pursue your body composition or performance related goals so you've got to see that as like a part of the process yeah and it takes time yeah i think everyone wants quick results like on instagram lose 10 stone in a month you see it all the time don't you it does my head in but that's not that's not going to fix and like i say to a lot of clients they will do this mending and they will start healing their relationship with food and their composition won't have changed that much but they will just feel a thousand percent better like they're more confident their energy is better and they then realize that it wasn't ever to do with their how their body looked it was just to do to it was just due to how they felt internally and what was kind of going on on the inside and once you heal that you do feel better how and you, the way you view yourself externally is a lot more positive yeah because you feel better around food you're not in that kind of cycle which yeah a lot of people do go through exactly and did you find that your response to the holiday both from a body composition perspective and from like a mindset perspective was better due to you not dieting such as like you sometimes when you diet for a holiday like you said you'll then go on holiday and then feel this insane drive to overeat and then you'll come back have regained loads of body fat and feel really shit about yourself did you find that you had a better experience this time because you didn't diet in some ways yeah oh for sure like I didn't I didn't ever on holiday once which was like I came back and I spoke to my mom about it and I was like, I've never actually had this experience before where I haven't gone on holiday and got to the point of extreme fullness. Like I would always overdo it. Any family event, I would always be there overeating because I'd had those periods of restriction. Um, so yeah, when I came back from holiday, I was a little bit more watery just due to the fact that I was probably vastly dehydrated. I'd eaten, you know, a different food. Obviously, you, you know, your digest. I wasn't digesting food as well because some things were a lot of the cheesecake factory. Um, but so I was a little bit more bloated, but my body composition realistically hadn't have changed. Like, I think if I'd have weighed myself a week before I went and the week after I got back, it probably would have been the same, if not leaner, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I got back, I was just, you know, back to what I didn't really have any, I didn't feel like overeating when I got back. I felt really good. I had a nice time. And then yeah, just back to training, back to eating the normal diet besides the tiredness after the flight that was it really yeah so yeah no no negatives from it it was just a positive really yeah so it just goes to show like not even just the experience of the holiday but your and your relationship with food around it but like your response to that can sometimes be better mm-hmm. and sometimes you've got to think like long term rather than about the next week or the next two weeks you want to think about long-term success when you're approaching your like health and fitness related goals if you want to be able to actually maintain your progress obviously if you're doing something extreme that's short-lived then that's fine but like if you want sustainable results which in reality most people do when they think about it you need to think long term and like not just about the holiday but your response to the holiday what's going to happen after that not just what's going to happen during that yeah because it's it's what one week out of 52 weeks in the year yeah and you shouldn't be prioritizing that one percent like i do think you can diet for holiday but you just have to question your motive for doing that yeah. Like you need to tune in with yourself and be like, what is the reason for this? Is it because, you know, it's for an unhealthy reason? Like for me, it probably was. And I didn't realize that until I actually challenged it. Um, I think once you've challenged that, you can then make the assessment of whether dieting will be something positive for you or whether it will probably be something negative for you. I think if you are just dieting short term for a holiday, 
potentially unless your relationship with food is very sound i don't think there are that many benefits would you agree yeah i agree yeah um if you're in a healthy body and you've got a good relationship with food you're performing well you're recovering well i would really question like do you need to diet for a holiday maybe once in a while but like what benefits is that going to offer you other than maybe a few pictures for instagram while you look a little bit leaner which is that even beneficial i don't know sometimes i i think i've not dieted for a few photo shoots recently and i've done that purposefully and i feel really good about it and one of the reasons i feel really good about it not to mention the fact that my health is going to be better because i've not dieted because everyone experiences some potential health detriments when they go through a fat loss phase even if it's just minor but yeah my health is better because of it but also like I know that the pictures on social media that I put out are representative of me now like they are just me it's not me extremely shredded how I don't look now it's just me and my natural body like how my body sits happily where I'm healthy where I'm performing well where I'm recovering well and it's reassuring knowing that what I'm putting out into the world like the image of me that I'm putting out into the world is just me like it's not a fake version of me or a version of me from the past it's just me how I am yeah it's just like it's not that one week you yeah it's you like long term and I was gonna ask did you find because you didn't die either this holiday no. and you haven't dieted for a while. No. What was I going to say about this? I just had a question which has completely gone out of my mind. It was still a dieting, but I can't remember. Yeah. So I've not, the last time I dieted, well, I competed like at the, I competed in October, the start of October last year. So that's the last time I was in a yeah. deficit. And then since then, um, I was obviously in a slight sip as post-show, put on some body fat. And then since around like February this year, I've literally been at maintenance the entire time. Like yeah. I weigh in every now and again and I'm just the same. Yeah. And you've probably seen all the positives yeah. from that. Like your training's in such a good place right now yeah. and your energy is good. I think you, you mentioned to me, you've always had quite a good relationship with food, haven't you? Yeah. So. I'm lucky in that like, obviously when you, there's a difference between having an eating disorder and having disordered eating traits and disordered eating traits can be things like what some people might class as normal it can be like meticulously tracking your calories um it can be like thinking about your next meal obviously there are things that you do when you're in a contest prep so i have had disordered eating traits because i've meticulously tracked my calories because i've been thinking about the next meal because i've had like insatiable hunger these things are disordered eating traits but in isolation they might not be a sign that you might be at risk of an eating disorder for example so never had an eating disorder but i have had disordered eating traits that have come with competing um so i sort of have had a taste of what it might be like to have issues with food but i've never had real serious issues with food so obviously i've not had any of those disordered eating traits for a long time now and i've been in a really good like the best place i've ever been with food for a long time just because when you compete like your relationship with food is a bit distorted and that's just it's what the process yeah it's what's necessary to get stage lean yeah um but you don't want to have those disordered eating traits for extended periods of time and the goal should be to sort of get rid of them post-show and that's obviously what I've done and yeah like I don't really track my food anymore sometimes I will in the run-up to like a competition to make sure I'm eating enough but like I said I've been out of a deficit now 
all year and I feel feel really good as, as yeah. a result of that I do think like if I'm talking honestly I do think my body composition has changed a bit and I'm potentially I look maybe a little bit leaner than what I did at the start of this year but that's just a, as a result of me training really hard and still hitting the fundamentals from a nutrition perspective potentially putting on a little bit of muscle tissue yeah. um and tightening up a little bit whilst hovering around maintenance but it's not been like I've not intentionally pursued fat loss. Yeah. And it just shows that you can still make progress towards your composition without feeling like it's an intentional yeah. strategy that you put in place. Like you've just gradually changed over time, exactly. which is, which is really positive. And that's what I was going to ask. Remembered now I was going to say in terms of the leanest thing to do with Instagram, did you ever feel a pressure as a coach to take pictures where you're looking leaner in the sense of that people would maybe respect you more if you were leaner or looked like you had more visible muscle because I found I had that pressure as a coach on Instagram. Sometimes you do feel that sense of no one is going to want to work with me if I'm not my absolute leanest or I'm showcasing that. I don't know. Yeah. Do you find that? I think I felt it maybe more when I was competing. So like whenever I was in a contest prep, um, I would be like, you can probably if you've been through a contest prep you can probably relate to this like I would be obsessed with taking pictures of my abs and like trying to show off how lean I was um and like flexing a lot and like now if I take a picture of myself I'll pose but I won't like really try and show my abs or like flex my shoulders and stuff like (laughs) I just don't really care as much whereas when I was competing because the emphasis at the end of the day you've got this goal and your success on stage is dictated by your body composition and obviously your stage presentation alongside that. But the main focus is your body composition. You have to control that such a, a minor detail that it, it consumes your thoughts. And like whenever, like whenever I was taking pictures of myself, I'd want to look as lean and ripped and muscular as I possibly could because that was my goal and that was yeah. my sole focus. Um, and then I sort of my I felt like in my head my success was more based on my body composition but now I I know what my values are they're very strong and I care much more about educating people providing like really useful content knowing that I'm actually good at what I do as I coach as a coach as opposed to like just looking shredded um and I still think it's good to practice what you preach and to prioritize your health and train consistently and prioritize rest and recovery and usually with that will come a good physique like as a byproduct but I don't think that it should be a case of you thinking leaner is going to equate to more success as a coach Mm -hmm. and it definitely if you're shredded it doesn't mean that you're a good coach by any means and sometimes actually the time energy effort that goes into getting shredded will take away from your ability to coach because you'll lose your your ability to concentrate will decline um you'll obviously have to dedicate time to doing cardio to prepping your food um tracking your calorie training tracking your food meticulously being obsessed with food all of these things like will take away from your ability to coach so sometimes someone who's shredded might not be as good of a coach as someone who's carrying a normal amount of body fat um but yeah I think it's important to practice what you preach but that doesn't mean like it wouldn't be me practicing what I preach if I was to get shredded anymore because I preach health I preach I preach a sustainable approach to training nutrition 
So for me, it would now be me going against what I preach yeah. to get peeled. Yeah. And you've changed your message now, haven't you? Yeah. Like you, you, we were speaking about this in the gym quite a lot and you felt like now your approach was very much health is first. Like everything should be around you feeling happy, healthy energies in a good spot. So I think that's why you changed kind of your style of coaching slightly away from the competitive side of things. Cause I think for you, that was no longer, what would you say it was? Like, no. It was, it was no longer in line with like what I value and what I want to put out into the world because yeah, I like, obviously I talked, I talk on social media about the fact that I really value health for both myself and my clients. Um, I value happiness, having a social life, being able to progress in other areas of life as well as with training, nutrition and body composition. So for me to then push people to the extreme of stepping on stage where it's a guarantee that they're going to see negative health effects was going against my values and it was making me feel conflicted. So I knew that it was the right decision for me to come away from that and not people, not put people through that process anymore. It made me feel pretty shit actually to push people to that extreme where I knew that I was inflicting negative health effects yeah. on them. Yeah. So that's why I needed to come away from that. And then that put negative health effects on you because your stress levels were higher, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think it's just been, it's definitely been a positive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I feel much more aligned um, and more like excited about like pushing coaching moving forwards. Whereas before, because I felt that conflict, it was hard to like produce content because I felt conflicted with that. I would wake up, wake up feeling a little bit stressed and anxious because I was pushing people through this process that would have a negative effect on them. Um, and yeah, I feel a lot better as, as a result of that. I'm glad. And so where are you at with your training and nutrition now? And like, what are your goals at the moment? My goals, the weirdest thing, I don't really have any set goals. It is generally, generally, is that right generally, word? generally, just to feel happy and just to feel healthy. Like my, my goals for so long, honestly, for the past, I'm not gonna say like 23 years, cause I mean like me as a one year old, which obviously wasn't concerned with body composition. Straight out the womb. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to get some abs. I was shredded though as a kid to be quite honest. Yeah. I was what shredded. When you were one. Yeah. I had abs to like, no, maybe not one. <laughs> like, four or five. But from an early age of like, you know, maybe nine, 10, when you sort of got into dancing, you start to see people like, you know, as, as females, we're in that circle of, you know, you're with your girlfriends and they're like, oh, I feel ugly today or, oh, that girl's so thin, I want to be her, you know, type of that cycle. Um, from an early age, I've always had it in my head that, um, you know, I need to have the goal of getting leaner. That was always my my thought process. Everything I did was to be leaner and to look better. Um, I never made a decision solely on my happiness. Um, and I thought that would make me happy, but obviously now I know it didn't make me happy. So now my goals are simply just to train well. So I've just recently started like, you know, doing more pole dancing. We did ice skating last week, which was really fun. Um, and we've started doing, I like, mean, Danny kind of came up with the idea to try new things and to, I feel like it's probably going to go into your question a bit, but to begin trying things that, you know, are new they're challenging they're still part of a healthy balanced approach to life and fitness um so now my goal is to just train well get strong you know maybe grow my bum a little bit because everyone wants to grow their bum and yeah my goals aren't really composition based I think in future I probably would like to be a little leaner if I'm being 100% honest but I know that's not going to be in the next six months I know I still need to be out of a dieting phase for a good period of time so I can really 
solidify a good solid relationship with food um so yeah just enjoying training doing a bit pole getting strong what about you what are your goals same i think that um my goal is basically to just maintain a lifestyle that supports my progress with my training and body composition related goals like I no longer want to push the absolute extremes with things and you know what I think that more people should have this approach that you if you want to make long-term progress that you can actually sustain so you don't have to go through this constant cycle of like dieting and then putting the body fat back on afterwards and then dieting again and constantly feeling like you're fighting against your body you need to think about addressing your lifestyle and making lifestyle changes that will support the kind of progress that you're trying to make so the progress that I'm trying to make I want to progress with my training performance I want to get stronger and fitter and alongside that I want to be healthy not just physically but mentally as well Mm -hmm. um and I want to look good. I don't care about saying that. I don't like have any negative um, feelings around saying I want to look good. I do care about my body composition. So I want to maintain good condition and I want to continue to grow my glutes like most women. <laughs> so um, in order to progress with those goals, I need to make sure that my lifestyle supports that. So training will always be a non-negotiable for me. I will always hit the fundamentals from a nutrition perspective, like having a serving of protein with each meal, lots of fruit and veg, lots of whole foods that will support my health. Um, I'll always have a good amount of food pre and post-workout. I will always journal to support my mental health. Things like this are a part of my life. They're habitual. I will make them habitual if they're not already, and a lot of them are already habitual. And that's how I think a lot of people should think about their progress if they want long-term results, as opposed to thinking, oh, I'm going to go on this 12-week shred. Um, but then what's going to happen after that? Yeah, no one thinks about the post-diet diet. Yeah. Like I always address this with clients. I was like, after we have done fat loss, you're probably the same. We need to have a period where we are practicing maintenance because if you don't practice maintenance you don't understand it like the habits that got you to the stage where you wanted to lose body fat and maybe you were holding more than you liked if you then stop dieting and go back to those old habits you're just going to reverse back to the composition you had before the dieting phase so it's actually like I personally I don't know if you agree would think the diet after the diet is the most important would you agree in that sense yeah because you have to ingrain them habits long term and if you don't ingrain them you're not going to sustain that composition that you probably worked pretty hard for in the past 12 weeks so it just is about yeah yeah knowing that that's just as much part of the process as fat loss and you can't you need to be in it like especially with coaching if you're committing to doing a fat loss phase with your coach I would a thousand percent recommend doing a maintenance period with your coach because then you're going to get the best results you're going to look at sustaining them yeah definitely and like yeah don't even think about if you're in a position where right now you're a healthy individual you just want to be a bit leaner for the fact you prefer your body that way then there's zero need to be aggressive with it like no need if you were carrying excessive body fat to the point it was detrimental to your health then yeah maybe be a bit more aggressive but if you're in a healthy body and you just want to be a little bit leaner think about your lifestyle right now and how you could just change that a little bit to support the goal of being a little bit leaner as opposed to thinking I'm going to go on a 12-week diet because those lifestyle changes if you focus on one thing at a time 
it will be more sustainable and yes it will feel hard at first yes it will feel like effort to change your lifestyle but then once you've made those initial changes and it's become habitual because you've done it for extended periods and it's like training for me now is second nature I don't even think about the fact that like I don't think about questioning me going to train I just do it because I know how good it is for me mm. and I've been doing it for years it feels easy now when I first started training, it didn't feel easy. It felt like effort. So things are going to feel like effort first, but just be reassured they will feel easier further down the line if you take a sustainable approach to them and think about addressing your habits and your lifestyle as opposed to following like a short-term quick fix diet. Yeah, a thousand percent agree. And it's weird, isn't it? How like training at the start became like was effort and now yeah. I'm the same as you. I don't really, I'm like, oh, training Monday through to Thursday rest day Thursday yeah. and training because we enjoy it and it's part of our lifestyle and I have you heard that quote of choose your heart yeah I love that quote I don't even know what it is yeah but it's just it's like about choosing your challenges isn't yeah it? Like obviously it's going to be hard to change your habits but it's also hard to have the negative effects of you know carrying way too much body fat or you know the negative effects of having disordered eating and trying to stay lean all the time like you have to pick your heart and for us that hard is getting up training but it's not hard anymore really let's be honest yeah. it's just that initial hardness and things like getting my protein in now like when I first got into fitness and stuff obviously it was an effort like I had to I was living at home so I had to I actually used to order my own food off muscle food separate to what my family ordered and cook all of my own meals separate to what my family did that was effort but now it's second nature. Obviously it's easier because I live on my own. But the point is I went through that period of making it a concerted effort and going out of my way to do what I needed to do. And now I've done that for so long. It's second nature and I don't even question it. Yeah. It's just part of, it's just part of life. Yeah. And that's what it will become for people. Those who see it as a long-term journey will create those habits and get to that time where protein serving each meal is just second nature. Going to the yeah. gym. Mondays is just part of the lifestyle. And it's like people will say, I don't know if you have clients who like really struggle getting their protein in and they'll say, how do I do it? And it's, I know it's really blunt, but it's just a case of just doing it. And like, if you have a meal that doesn't have protein in it, have a protein shake or have 200 grams of Greek yogurt on the side or have a protein dessert. Like it's, it's not actually that hard. And I'm not undermining the fact that it is work to get that first step done but you just sometimes have to do it and get it done yeah. initially. Yeah, you do. You just have to push yourself to do it. And if you know there's got to be a protein source in here, it's just ticking that box. Yeah. And like the benefits of protein, we obviously know what they are. So it's like with anything, you just have to tick it and you just have to get it done. And it is blunt. But realistically, if you want to make it a long-term habit, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. You have to tick the box consistently for a while. And then after that, you're sorted. You've got it exactly now the one other thing I want us to touch on is Lydia briefly mentioned it so we have decided to do something different like every couple of weeks from like an activity level perspective just to show you guys that being active doesn't have to be what people would like do usually so steps or cardio you know on a treadmill or a stairmaster or whatever a lot of the population could do with being more active throughout the day and that activity can come in so many different forms so we recently we've been pole dancing and we've been ice skating and we just want to demonstrate how many different forms of activity there are out there in the world that you could try and incorporate into your routine 
to live a healthier, more active lifestyle and to support at the end of the day, your health and body composition related goals. Um, and alongside that as well, I think that a lot of people just end up like going through the motions of their life and like not trying new things that they could really enjoy and that could really positively impact their mental health. So we want to just show you guys what there is out there to, to be enjoyed and to experience. And like, it's, it was so fun going out. It was so fun. And we were dying by the way. Yeah. My back was blowing. Your hamstrings. My glutes and hamstrings. (laughs) (laughs) They were killing. Fired up. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were just saying it was so much fun and you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like you don't need to go and do skydives in the language. Um, but just go and do something new. Like whether it's ice skating, like we're doing ice skating. I'm doing pole more regularly now because I really enjoy it. We were talking about doing like an adult dance class, yes. um, which will be interesting. If you know, if anyone knows who listens to this, any good yeah. adult dance classes, please give us a message. Yeah. We we're willing, like we're going to travel every now and again as well. So things. we're going to show you guys like where you can do things, how much they cost what you can do and something really important to recognize as well is like human interaction is so good for your health as well so it can be a part of being social and getting together with friends and family all too often people sit at home on their own and just go on social media and sit and scroll what else could you be doing with that time that could actually positively impact your health like seeing your friends in person or going and enjoying a different activity getting some activity in as a whole like getting some fresh air there are so many things that people could do better with their time when they're just sat watching tv or like scrolling instagram or something like that (laughs) classic and i think as well people who are looking to get healthier and change their lifestyle they may think well my friendship group just what we do is go out and drink every single weekend like just suggest it to them like be like do you fancy doing ice skating this week or going rock climbing because I know I would, act, well, that's just me personally. I would prefer to do that. And that's just, yeah. I think me and you would probably be the same. But I think actually a lot of people in friendship groups, you just get into the routine of doing the norm for your friendship group, which is going out, getting absolutely hammered Friday, Saturday night or doing whatever. But just making, you know, if you want to go out for a meal with your friend, why don't you go and do some ice skating or go for a walk together and grab a coffee? Like it's, it's quite simple to incorporate those activities into your life and into your social events. Yeah. And it definitely is... And think about how much money you could save. Like you could easily spend a hundred pounds on a night out. Ice skating was what? Six, seven pounds? Yeah. I think it was uh, 14 pounds for both of us for like an hour and a half. Ice skating was seven pounds each. Imagine if we went on a night out together and spent a hundred pounds. We've literally saved like 90 pounds each. Or if you're in Dubai. (laughs) Or if we're in Dubai, we would have spent about five grand. Oh my God, that was wild. (laughs) We won't go into it, but basically the gin bottle came to about £320 in English money. We nearly died. And we had to pay for it because we were were already there. (laughs) The regret was real. But we managed to wiggle our way into a free bottle of wine. And a couple of chairs. And some chairs. Which you can't drink, but we got absolutely hammered anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And then we ordered more alcohol. <laughs> like idiots. God. Anyway, me and Lydia don't get drunk very often. Hey, that was we do. It was one time in Dubai and it was worth it. And it's going to happen again. Now. Yeah. Maybe. But no, every now and again, things yeah. like alcohol in moderation are fine. But what we're trying to say is, could you swap the one night out every now and again for something that's going to positively contribute to your health and is not going to involve you consuming excessive amounts of calories spending excessive amounts of money and something that's probably going to be a more enjoyable experience every now and again so 
think about maybe how you could get together with your friends in different ways and spend your time more wisely and we're going to show you some more fun activities and Lydia has a YouTube channel so make sure you subscribe and you'll be able to follow our journey and our activities on there yes we did the first I put one on last night I don't know if my YouTube is literally just Lydia Hume I think god I should probably find out or just go onto my Instagram which is lidsfitness.coaching and it's on the it's on the link shameless plug here guys <laughs> and there was so I actually watched Lydia's episode last night and it was of us ice skating but then there was also the CrossFit box our team went to a competition to compete called SID which is strength and depth so if you're interested in like CrossFit type things go and watch that because yeah. you'll enjoy it and don't be scared to start something new like yeah. that's what I just want to say like just go and try it book the class grab a friend I was so nervous to start pole but I was just like you know what I'm going to book it. What's the worst that can happen? And now I'm doing it every week, like twice a week. Oh, I killed today. Actually, I think that's from our upper body session yesterday. Yeah. I really hurt. But yeah, go try things new. Go try new things. <laughs> things new. <laughs> go try things new. New phrase. <laughs> and if you have any suggestions, what actually, I think we want to try. We're going to go and try um, skiing, aren't we? Yes. That's going to be one of our big ones. Obviously, some things are a bit more expensive. Yeah. So the big things we'll do like more on a month. But like pole dancing was six pound? No, 12. 12. 12 eight to twelve pound depending on what kind of session you do right so pole dancing was eight to twelve pound the ice skating was six pound each so that's like nothing we're going to try rock climbing rock climbing is fairly cheap um but yeah if anyone has any suggestions let us know obviously you can go on hikes which is free with your friends i love that should we go on a hike yeah i'd love to do that i love walking and it's so good and the best thing about a walk is you don't get a walk hangover so you know when you've got your you've got your alcohol initially which is the cost you're getting hammered and the next day you wake up and you don't feel good. It's a depressant, so you actually feel a bit rubbish. And then you have the following Monday, Tuesday, where you're still feeling not good, you're not energized. So realistically, you've got to see it as if I'm gonna go and do this, like blow out, have alcohol, which is absolutely fine. I do not have any bad things to say about it. Obviously, if you're doing it weekend, you might feel a bit rubbish. But you've got to look at it as like you've got your Saturday where you're going out, and then you've got your Sunday where you're feeling rubbish, and you're probably overeating on a Sunday, which then is a detriment to maybe your fat loss goals. And then you've got the Monday, Tuesday where you're kind of regretting the night and feeling guilty, and then it's just that cycle. Whereas go for a walk, yeah, you don't have anything; you just have the fresh air, sunlight, and probably the rain because we're in Sheffield. Just wrap up if you're in the UK because it's so, so cold. <laughs> it's so cold. Why is it so freezing? Yeah, that was kind of a ramble. And FYI, I don't have any bad things about people who go and do this it's just i'm all for alcohol in moderation yeah that's what i'm trying to say if it doesn't have a negative effect on your mental health and um you obviously haven't got problems that you need to address surrounding alcohol then i don't have a problem with it in moderation and i consume it in moderation no problems with it but every now and again maybe you could swap that for something that would maybe in combination with alcohol every now and again have a positive impact on your life yeah preach agree so thank you so much for listening to our episode of the female fitness podcast it has been an absolute pleasure if any of you enjoy the content on the female fitness podcast please like subscribe share on your instagram story and share it with a friend because your support is what keeps this going so thank you so much and lydia what is your instagram handle my instagram handle is lidsfitness.coaching and that's all I really have. (laughs) I will tag Lydia in the description below. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next one.